Medicare denials, compliance violations, and requests for repayments all meted out by someone who may know the rules, but not how to take care of patients. Wouldn't it be nice to have a reliable system that levels the playing field? You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Robert Wagner. Dr. Wagner is the Chief Medical Officer of Accretive Health in Chicago, Illinois. His company's Sure Decision Clinical Compliance Program results in more accurate classification of patients in the emergency department. Prior to joining Accretive Health, Dr. Wagner was medical director of a large multi-hospital emergency medicine organization. He is board certified by the American Board of Emergency Medicine and a fellow of the American College of Emergency Physicians. Today we are discussing Accretive Health's Sure Decision Compliance Program. Hi, Dr. Wagner. Thanks for being with us today at the Clinician's Roundtable. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Tell us how Accretive Health's program is going to help me or the doctor in the emergency room specifically. How does it help him classify the patients? Well, basically, Accretive Health has a clinical compliance program that will facilitate more accurate patient classification really at the point of care. By classifying the patient in the emergency room, we have an upfront classification at the point of care, and that's what CMS and your QIOs are looking for. And again, to clarify that classification, this is not in terms of diagnosis, but this is really in terms of patient disposition? It's actually in terms of the classification of the patient at level of care. Are they an inpatient or are they an observation? Not a clinical decision, but rather a utilization review and actually a business management or financial decision. On your website, you use the term revenue integrity through patient classification and compliance. I love that phrase. Can you tell us how that's going to work? Well, the important thing is to make your revenue good, to make it have integrity, to make it at the point that it actually is what it is, so that when it comes up for a process of where the CMS or OIG is looking at it, it is good money that's built around medical necessity. What created the niche or the necessity for a company like this? Accretive Health is, again, a revenue cycle management company. And in the process of working with large hospital systems and academic centers, we were asked to help them put the patients in the right spot to make them either inpatient or observation to preserve the revenue integrity. We've found that by doing it the correct way, there's improved compliance and actually improved reimbursement for the facility. How did the Medicare Improvement and Modernization Act of 2003 lead to the development of the Accretive's Revenue Audit Contractor Compliance Program? Because that's what we're talking about, and I think maybe we need to explain to our audience a little bit about what the Medicare Revenue Audit Contractor Program is. Well, the Revenue Audit Contractor Program was developed after the Medicare Modernization and Improvement Act of 2003. And what happened is CMS was looking at how to collect under and overpayments. What CMS felt was that there was over $4 billion out there in Medicare overpayments. What happened is the Medicare Improvement and Modernization Act mandated that CMS develop a program to collect over and underpayments, and they developed what's called the RAC program, a Revenue Audit Contractor Program. So what happened in 2003, they developed a demonstration product that just finished in March 27th of 2007. It involved three states, and of those three states, they collected somewhere around $327 million in overpayments. That's huge. That's a huge amount of money. I didn't get any of that. Yeah, I need, you know, neither die. No, the companies that did it actually collected $77 million themselves, three companies. The $75 million went to whom? Went to the revenue audit contractors. There were three of them. They actually started with three states. They added three more states in July of 2007. It was actually New York, Florida, and California. Now, the revenue audit contractors, they're state-run, or who is actually 
doing this? So they're private companies. CMS put out an RFP, a request for proposal. And actually, the three companies were PRG Schultz. They're a company that did the California rack. Uh, there was Connolly Consulting. They did New York and Massachusetts. And there was Health Data Insights. And they did Florida and South Carolina. These are private companies who develop proprietary software. CMS gave them every Medicare claim for the three years of 2003 to 2006 and said, use your software and find out where there's over and underpayments. Funny enough, 97% of what they found was overpayments. 3% was uh, underpayments. What particular areas are involved? What is the program target? Where are the overpayments being found? Absolutely. So the program targets a lot of things. Initially, they were looking at rehabs in California. They targeted rehabs extremely hard in California. There's been some lawsuits surrounding that as well, and they've kind of backed off on that. They looked at automated referrals, so they just looked at things like unit doses, etc. What affects the physicians directly is they started looking at medical necessity of one-day stays, the classification of inpatient versus observation, PTCAs, AICDs, chest pain, CHF, abdominal pain, nausea and vomiting, anything you can think of across the board that they didn't feel met, quote, inpatient criteria that were developed by CMS. Why is there so much confusion over the patient status, patient classification? Because they're difficult to classify. The case manager is a typical person that would classify patients. Doctors don't really know what is an inpatient and what is an observation, nor do we really want to know what the government wants. We, as physicians, just want to do no harm. We want to take care of our patients the best that we can. So we've allowed case managers to make that decision. But case managers are limited. They can't make decisions based on any medical judgments. Rather, they can only apply proprietary criteria. Now, the people that are doing the RAC reviews, are they case managers or are they physicians? The demonstration project had no physicians at all in it. They were done by case managers. They used some physician's assistants. A lot of times they just use RNs and let them just apply criteria such as Interqual, Millman and Robertson, and another one called MCAP to the charts, rather than using the criteria that CMS lays out in the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual. I'd like to talk about the decision-making process in declaring a patient an inpatient versus observation status. What does the physician base his decisions on? So the physician can base their decisions based on what's written out in the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual. And this is a manual that it's extremely long, it's extremely complex, but if you read it, it defines what an inpatient is. An inpatient is a person who gets admitted to the hospital for the purposes of having inpatient services, and the feeling is that they're going to stay overnight. Interestingly, it goes on to say that even if they don't stay overnight, you can still consider them an inpatient. If you read a little further, it says the decision to classify a patient is inpatient versus observation is based on the complex medical judgment that only can be made after the physician looks at a number of things like medical history, current medical needs, the appropriateness of treatment, severity of signs and symptoms, and the medical predictability of adverse events. I'd like to welcome those who are just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Rob Wagner, Chief Medical Officer of Accretive Health in Chicago, Illinois, and we're discussing revenue integrity through patient classification compliance. Could you walk us through an example? Say, take a patient comes into the emergency department with congestive heart failure. How does the process of the accretive health compliance program begin? For instance, who might call you in? How do you get involved? Well, typically we get called in by a case manager. Often, and one of the new trends is to have emergency room case managers. If it wasn't an emergency department case manager, it's often the floor case manager after the patient gets moved up to the floor. And they get us involved within the first 23 hours of care. It's important to get involved within the first 23 hours of care because you want to capture that first day as an inpatient if it's possible. 
And if you don't do that, the hospital can be losing money in transfer DRJs and some of those patients that need to go to skilled nursing facilities. What sort of difference in money are we talking about? We're talking about somewhere between $4,500 and $5,500 per patient is the national average. Now, the doctor in the emergency room or the case manager calls Accretive Health. Do they use a software program, or how is the decision-making aided by Accretive Health? The case manager or the physician can load the patient into a case management tool that we've developed. In that tool, it's a web-enabled, secure website that allows them to enter the data into this site, including the patient's demographics, a little brief history and physical exam, the lab data, etc. When they do that, we see that they've accessed the site. We review that case, and then either they call us or we call them. Now, when you say we review the site, who is the we? So we have a number of physicians at a call center site in Chicago that are available seven days a week, 365 days a year, from 8 in the morning till midnight. We go till midnight because of the observation rules. And those physicians are available to the case managers and to the physicians seven days a week. So the physicians are sort of are on site, and then they're using to guide them what kind of criteria? So we use the CMS criteria I discussed previously, the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual. We, as physicians, can use our complex medical judgment, and that's what separates us and allows us to make the decisions for Medicare patients, whereas your case managers can only use the proprietary criteria. Is there an actual discussion that takes place between the physician and the case manager? There is. The case manager will talk to the physician, maybe add some data, discuss the particular patient a little more in depth. We may need some more information. We need them to find us an x-ray report or fax us some other data. What happens when there's a disagreement? The emergency room physician perhaps felt the patient should be outpatient, and upon your review, you feel that inpatient designation would be justified. So when there's a discordant agreement, either between the ER physician or the admitting physician the next day, so an ER physician will admit somebody to you know, Dr. Jones, and the next day when the case manager is looking at it, she decides that that patient doesn't meet criteria, so I'll call Dr. Jones. I'll call that physician, and I'll discuss the case with them and identify for them the points that make that patient an inpatient or an observation. How much time do you have to change classifications? So you have to change the classification within the first 23 hours. If you go outside that 23 hours into the next 23-hour time block, that patient, that first 23 hours is lost. It, it will stay as the original classification. Can you explain to us the system by which the revenue audit contractor gets paid? This is the first time ever that CMS has decided to pay a contractor on a contingency fee basis. So what happens is the contractor gets paid based on the amount of dollars he collected, and he gets a percentage of that. So what the contractors we found have gotten between 28 and 29% of what they collected. They do not get reimbursed at all for overpayments. What they do get reimbursed has not been defined by CMS. So this is really not evidence-based medicine. We're talking economic-based medicine. Absolutely economic-based medicine. And then accretive health is really, I mean, your system is one of the only ways that we can level the playing field. At this point, we are the only way you can level the playing field, and we level the playing field on a consistent basis. What Accretive Health is very good at, we all agree there's a problem, and we identify that problem with you. And We're not the only ones that have identified it, but we're able to provide a best practices decision-making tool to the processes over and over again the same way time after time. What are the consequences to the hospital that result from the error in patient classification? What happens now is there's revenue audit contractors. There are two things that happen. One at the front end, you're losing money. If a patient is an inpatient versus an observation, if you take five observations a week and make them inpatients, you pretty much can assure the hospital is going to have an increased revenue of about $1.2 million per year. And on the back end with the revenue audit contractors, when they come and review the cases, if they're not properly placed in the right niche and have a proper documentation behind it 
and they get denied, there's a huge outlay of dollars. Uh, recently, we saw one of the hospitals we work with have an outlay of close to $12 million for a six-hospital, $1.4 billion system through the revenue audit contractor. It's getting more and more complicated. Fortunately for some of us, there are companies such as yours. If a hospital system is interested in learning more about your program, how would they contact you or the company? So we can be contacted by phone at 312-505-5353, or we can email me at rwagner at accretivehealth, that's A-C-C-R-E-T-I-V-E, health.com. I'd like to thank Dr. Rob Wagner, who's been my guest, and we've been discussing Accretive Health's Sure Decisions Physician Advisory Services. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and explore our on-demand and podcast features, which gives you access to our entire program library. Until next time, I wish you good day and good health.